Hello, yes. Attention. This is not a drill. Sweet. Kelsey will never have a girlfriend. Sweet. Kelsey is a bit of a tube. I hope you can't hear me. Let's get into the show. This is going to be a weird one. Maybe more strange than the John episode. Maybe. Times two. Yeah. Hello. And welcome to Accessory to Thoughts. If you are a new listener, you are most welcome. Anybody else who's been listening, we're sorry, but we're going to we're going to keep on doing these. Yes. <laughs> Okay, what are we going to talk about? I'm going to talk about the Tower of Babel. Babel? Plus other stories. Is it not Babel? I think it was originated in a different language, so it doesn't the, matter. The Tower of <laughs> Babel. Well, it's it's not supposed to be like Babel, you're babbling, you don't make sense. Because there's different languages. No, right? George, it was the Tower of Babel because Babel is a country. What are you talking about? <sighs> You're an idiot. Babel. <laughs> Babel. Babel. No. <laughs> They're babbling about. They don't understand each other. Their uh, language is... I can't believe... I, I didn't They're actually... Babbling. Wait, I didn't notice that. That's unreal. Let's not say... Um, they were babbling because it's from Babel. Yo. Does <laughs> not say in the... Babel sounds like the Hebrew for confused. Well, let's get or, on with it. This <laughs> right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about there's this idea of a false ascension. The way I I describe it as a false ascension. Okay, and it's it's related to building building heaven on earth, or it's about pride. It's about ideology. Okay. Okay. This is this is what I'm gonna talk about. So I'm gonna read Genesis 11. The Tower of Babel. Babel or Babel story. Okay. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as one people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is the only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose will now be impossible for them. Let us go down, and there confuse their language, so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore it was called Babel, because there, there the Lord confused. The language of all the earth, and from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. They confused the language of all the earth, yeah. I kind of that. So it was actually, right. it's called Babel after the events of Babel. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Ben. Yes, Josh. What does this mean? Um, well, it brings to mind the story how my my granddad was a minister, and when he 
he and he loved uh, like like me and you to look at the Old Testament and even but before the times of the flood and uh, times after it, uh, especially these stories and how he said was um, the Tower of Babel was he believes was a kind of observatory because it was around these times where people did look at the stars and it talks about getting closer and closer to heaven and this is not building it really 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 high up because obviously you won't be able to breathe because the atmosphere and stuff but um it's out there it's a known theory that the tower of babel was um an observatory and god was obviously it was gotten too close to heaven it was getting too much to replacing god and um I mean, how I would, my theory is mankind was sort of speeding up the process of God's plan. Um, Because obviously right now we've got observatories, telescopes, we can, the known observable universe is so massive. But my theory is um, mankind were like getting to that position (laughs) a bit too quickly and God was like, right, okay, I need to do something. Jesus isn't born yet. Christian faith hasn't happened yet um a bunch of stuff needs to happen before mankind get to this position in time so he dispersed them that's my theory i think you're a materialist i'm not a materialist i think you need to <laughs> stop thinking in terms of like well it won't be that high because you can't breathe up there well yeah and well therefore it must be an observatory or something like that you gaze at the heavens mm, okay mm. You're, I have offended you and your You have not offended me. I've simply said my opinion of what I believe most likely is the okay, case. So it but says, you being a person of symbolism are going to blow my mind again. So the, so the story of Babel or Babel is just it's about people kicking up some bricks to get to heaven. Okay, and they want you know. And what, what have we discovered in episodes past? Oh, what have we discovered? Right, the city is a form of covering, isn't it? Then, mm-hmm. right, and it's it's an idea of, I guess, a covering. It's an idea of death. It's an idea of technology. Technology is a covering. Advancement. Yeah. Okay. Um, not to say that coverings are evil, but this just point this out, right? The their idea, they're using this newfound technology, bricks. Okay, and they're building to heaven with it. Okay. Now, I'm just going to rattle off a few things that come to my mind. So, just before this, there's there was the flood, right? And which was like hyper chaos. Everything was like fluid and on and underwater. Okay. Hmm. And then out of this came this story of hyper order. Okay. Everything had to be accounted for. All nations in one city, one language. Okay. Which is hyper order, right? They're they're accounting for everything. That everything has it has its place. Everything has its number. Okay. And what's at the center? It's just it's a it's a tower. It's a city, right? And it, I think it's pride, right? Because the goal is to get get to heaven with this tower, right? As if that they could could even do that, right? And it says multiple times, let us go down to see this tower, right? <laughs> I think that's just I think it's funny because why would they need to go down if they're even like closer to heaven well uh, just, just on just, that just on that though yeah. just touching on that briefly the story of Samson um, when he goes down to I forget the place what was it Carth or something down to where where Delilah his evil wife was from um, geologically 
uh, geographically sorry that town is actually higher than where Samson lives and the Bible purposely says he went down because it's he goes down into sin you you lower yourself you lower your standards and I think sorry that's just well if you're talking about the same idea the, uh, the Bible doesn't really use elevation as much as it uses north south east and west mm. uh, Egypt for example is like south of I think like when when Jacob went down mm. he went to went down to egypt right yes and then later you know they're going north again yeah yeah it's all anyway that's a very different story <laughs> um not to, not to say that going down is necessarily evil in itself but um so i uh, it, it's it's Qatar bible represents the pride of man okay because it's man-centered without the need for god you know that they're they're going to heaven on their own terms right through their Mm-hmm. That's their that's their goal, right? Um, and the covering of the city is now placed at the very center and elevated as such. It's no longer God, because in uh, Israel, you know, they had the holy temple and the ark. It was the ark when they were wandering about. The ark was always at the center, you know, and they formed themselves around the ark mm-hmm. of the covenant. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was God centered. Uh, but this is center of is man centered. It's the works of a man that are, that they're focusing towards, right? And comparing this with uh, the idea of the garden, right? What's more, as I say, the ark was the center of Israel, and the garden. Uh, as you get closer to the center, you get closer to the top of this mountain. Uh, there's more removal of coverings. The closer you are to the center, okay, and it's just a mirror image of what these guys are doing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it's man-made, not God-made, right? Uh, for example, an idea of a Garden of Eden would be the the mountains that Moses went up. So the one he went on, the the burning bush one, that I can't remember the name of it, but also the Mount Sinai, right? He didn't, he didn't build anything to get there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's, again, that's for another episode, I guess. And it all links. It all links. So from that, I could I could conclude hyper chaos and hyper order, neither can sustain life. And man try to make a try to make a solution uh, to this hyper chaos, and which is similar to the ideas of ideology, and the solutions fall flawed. And the very thing that they try to keep out, which would be chaos or the stranger, uh, was found within the walls, born from within. Mm-hmm. Chaos manifests in, in the breakdown of groups. Uh, hence, you know, they didn't understand each other suddenly and they dispersed, right? The stranger was found within. How'd that happen? Huh? Um, and if you think about it, just you need to think about a lot of these stories in forms of just imagine what's going on here like I think of an actual picture okay mm. uh, they're tiring from earth to heaven to gain in a perverse manner okay it's not like they're accepting something okay mm. and the whole the whole thing that the whole point of this uh, episode I want to talk about the proper and improper relationships between heaven and earth and a lot of these stories are defining the improper relationship between mm-hmm. heaven and earth okay 
and I will talk about this later, but I'll hint at it now. Uh, Babel, Babel has this symbolism of uh, Mark of the Beast, the 666, right? And that sounds crazy, because <laughs> everyone is like, oh, six, six, oh! Oh! Is this the Mark of the Beast? Oh! <laughs> but I will talk about that. Uh, so I, it symbolizes the pride of man, aiming for the highest uh, he thing he can see. But he cannot see very far because mm. he is only man. In fact, the people who built the Tower of Babel were, in a way, blind, and the aim the aim was too low to withstand the chaos of time. So let's leave the story of Babel briefly, and let's go on a journey to Daniel. Oh yes, if I can find it, here it is. Daniel chapter 2 31 So big big neb he had a dream big neb he had a dream Daniel's interpret the dream what is the dream this is the dream here You saw O king and behold a great image this image mighty and exceeding in brightness stood before you and its appearance was frightening the head was an image of fine gold the chest and arms of silver its middle and thighs of bronze its legs of iron and feet partly of iron and partly of clay. As you looked, a stone was cut out by no human hand, and it stuck, struck the image on the feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold all together were broken in pieces and, and became like chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them could be found. But the stone that struck the image became a great mountain, and filled the whole earth. This was the dream. Now we will tell the king its interpretation. You, O king, the king of kings, to him the God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power and the might and the glory, and into whose hand he has given, wherever they dwell, the children of man, the beasts of the field, and the birds of heaven, making you rule over them all. You are the head of gold. Another kingdom inferior to you shall rise after you, and yet a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over all the earth. And there shall be a fourth kingdom, strong in as iron, because iron breaks into pieces and shatters all things. And like iron that crushes, it shall break and crush all things. And as you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, it shall be a divided kingdom. But some of the firmness of iron shall be in it, just as you saw iron mixed with the soft clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly brittle. As you saw the iron mixed with soft clay, and they and they they mix with one another in marriage, but they will not hold together, just as iron does not mix with clay. And in those days, in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be, be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all the kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever, just as you saw that stone was cut from a mountain by no human hand. And that broke into pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold. A great God has made known the king, to the king, what shall be after this? The dream is certain, and the interpretation sure. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Now, um, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before, but um, we talk. We were talking about something. I'm not sure it was on a podcast. I. Just talking about fractals. Everything's pretty much a fractal, yeah, right? Doesn't ring a bell, but go on. Uh, you were talking about eternity or something. 
oh right this is the one a few days ago yeah. and I was like this is a fact so everything in the bible can be interpreted in multiple levels of interpretation mm-hmm. uh, Daniel is interpreting this in a communal level okay but I shall interpret it on a cosmic level ooh or individual level who knows maybe I yeah just about just about just about interpreting the bible like if the bible was interpreted in just the one way then everyone would just sort of get bored I mean it's designed to fill us up and yet still want us hungry for more um but I'll touch on that (laughs) briefly towards the end um because I, I think I can see where this is going and I've just so yeah continue with what you're saying so this uh, statue of Nebuchadnezzar, or the man at the top of Nebuchadnezzar, it's man at the top, okay? It's a figure of man. It's a figure of order, okay? It's a figure of technology, all these metals, refined metals. The city, the advancement. The flawed, it's flawed at the base. Uh, at the base, it's got mixed, mixed at the base. It's not stable, okay? And it's a foster for chaos, because it will break down, Okay? Um, again, it's like the opposite of the temple because Nebuchadnezzar is at the top. It's the highest things. Nebuchadnezzar, he's gold. He's golden head. Right? Why is this higher than gold? Who knows? Oh, it's man-made with man at the top. Uh, to be inevitably, inevitably destroyed by the holy garden. This uh, stone that was cut by no human hand. Um, is the idea of the mountain? It's the idea of the holy garden. Okay. Um, Creation. Yes, yes, but on a more complete, complete uh, scale. Scale, I guess. Way, I guess. And this destroys, it destroys this uh, man-centered uh, statue, mm. and will have a kingdom that will be everlasting. Let's see if I missed anything. <laughs> uh, if, you can't see this, but Josh has drawn a doodle of the statue. If <laughs> you can you need to imagine this uh, in terms of pictures. You're like, that's mm. that picture I drew like fifty times. In that yeah, other one. the triangle. <laughs> yes, a triangle. Oh, yes. we're all over triangles. Yes, I will. I will continue on. Oh yeah. Daniel three. Where is it? Okay. King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold image of gold whose weight was 60 cubits and its breadth 6 cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. The king Nebuchadnezzar sent together the satraps, the prefects and the governors and the councils, the treasurers and justices and magistrates and all of the officials of the provinces provinces to, to come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the councillors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image, and Nebuchadnezzar had set that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And the herald and the herald proclaimed aloud, "You are commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music." You are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And, the, and whoever does not fall down 
and worship shall immediately be cast in the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the hornpipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Very interesting. So Very this interesting. comes immediately after this dream, pretty much. So, Big Neb's like, I had a dream. Where I was God. Where there's a big... Uh, mountainous figure I suppose I was the top I was the head of gold but it was flawed at the base I know what to do I know how to fix this I shall make an image of fully gold even he's talking about Daniel talked about kingdoms but it's a bit strange that this was right after I think anyway mm. so he has this full image of himself of gold everything is conjured for from head to toe it is gold how interesting. It's all the same metal to come us all from head to toe. He saw the flaw of the dream, tried to fix it. Uh, if you match this with the first use of music, because music is this idea of you flow with music, it's mm. something you experience. It's, it's not like dance now, <laughs> have fun. Okay, yes. it's uh, using this music in a forceful manner. Okay, think about it. Music is essentially a sense of mind control. Like whatever you sort of are interested in any kind of music, it automatically triggers a response in your head that you simply cannot ignore. Like whatever the occasion, like music completes a thought process. Music begins, sorry, begins and completes a thought process, and I think it is very significant. Well, there's no thought process. You embody something if you're dancing or if you're engaging in a ritual. Exactly. It's it like. It, it, it both at the same time adds thoughts that you should be thinking and then deletes the thoughts that they don't want you to think. So anybody who's questioning this is like, no, nah, have a good time, dance, praise, sing, it's okay, this is good banter. Everyone else is doing it, crowd mentality. And, you know, and I just think I, like the whole use of music, like if you look at sort of the Psalms, right, you've got all the instruments praising God and stuff and it's like really quite... And most of the Psalms are about pretty much depression and stuff like that. But then there are ones of like pure praise and stuff. But I do find it very interesting whenever you do have sort of pagans using music. And I, I do think music is a very powerful and key thing, uh, even though it's not mentioned too much through, especially the Old Testament or the New Testament, sorry. But I do think it's very interesting the reactions that it gets. It's it usually, it's one of those things that the Bible just says to ensure that, you know, like he didn't have, like he, he could have just said celebration, but they do, it does, it does zoom in on the fact that, and there was music playing and all these different things like weddings or, you know, brothels or these, these kinds of things. And then like, if you look at Revelation, then they got the final music, sort of the trumpets blaring out and then the judgment that comes. Um, it's sort of like the, the, the song of the gospel, the song of the good news. Um, but yeah, just continue with what you're saying because I, I do think this is going in a way that I think it's going and I'm getting prepared for the climax. Oh dear. <laughs> um, yes, and um, the measurements the, uh, of this, of this uh, statue of gold, there's lots of uh, six... Uh, yeah, just, uh, this does not come natural to me, the number side of symbolism. Cubits? No, I'm talking about the actual... Let's see if I can... 
find it. Well, he's talking about the measurements of it. Mm. Uh, whose height it was 60 cubits and its breadth 6 cubits. Mm. Okay. A cubit, for these who don't know. Not about a cubit, I'm talking about the actual 60 and 6, right? Oh, right, okay. Because um, these numbers mean stuff. Okay. So, 6 uh, has this idea of a cube. A cube has 6 uh, faces, right? And cubes and squares are related to the earth. And both of those things are related to rationality and work and precise measurement, okay? Hmm. And um, if someone's saying like, uh, six, 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 the mark of the beat, ah! Six is not evil in itself, okay? It's just describing something about reality. Um, so it's about the idea of rationality and the earth, okay? And se seven, for example, is about irrationality and uh, rest and circles and heaven okay and this this i think this reflects on the way uh, the forceful use of music that i described as like a perverse way of using music because i wasn't in its right place as a six cannot be uh in all on all the sixes sixness it cannot uh invoke aspects of a seven okay <laughs> I think a six cannot and, be a seven because it is a six. And there's a, there's examples of this. Have you have you heard any music from a corporate uh, entity that they've put on a presentation or an advert or it's just like fake music? Do you know what I'm talking about? The fine fake music. It's not music. It's just noise. Yeah. Have you not heard... It's like... <laughs> Whales, basically. Have you basically. not heard an where the music is just... It's not music. No, it's catchy. It's always catchy. It's always... You. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? You're talking about advertisements right, so and you're like... So you listen to advertisement music on your... Just every day. You're right. So you're talking about advertisement. Can you, can you follow where I was... Where apparently I've made a mistake here. You're talking about music and you're like have you ever heard an advertisement where it's just rubbish rubbish where it's just noise and i'm like no no i haven't it's usually good tunes okay <laughs> if you look at any corporate advertisement or any corporate uh display where they have music in the background mm -hmm. it's just some crappy soulless chord progression it's like, there's no, like, there's no, no heart like in it, Josh. There's no, Josh is a musician and he's very, very emotional about this. Not, I, I hear it. I have to restrain him here. <laughs> yeah, so basically, what I'm telling you is uh, corporations and their advertisements are the mark of the beast and we should burn them all to the ground. Uh, no. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry. That was, no, that, that, that was, that was that just... That uh, was the that, beast. That was the beast in you talking. Yes, okay. <laughs> so, let us move on. Two revelations. Oh, yes. Best book. Well, yeah, there. There we go. Nope. So, I think you have a common theme here. The high people in high-ranking sort of societies, kings, lords, and stuff like that, um, how you have essentially this idea of this uniting between heaven and earth in a man's way. 
and not um, yes, not in the way that God intended. So that's the that's the yes. theme that we're yes. stuck to. The improper relationship the in, between heaven and earth. The the four. Yes, exactly. Okay, good, good, yes. good. Okay, I we will get onto the proper relationship between heaven and earth once I have laid out my case. Good. Well, I'm laying out the evidence. Then I will lay out my case, and then we will crack the case. Yes. <laughs> Revelation twelve. Oh, good. Three to four. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on the heads of the seven... What? And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so he, that when, he, when she bore her child, he might devour it. There. Lovely and graphic. That was the hardest two verses that I've ever read. Uh, <laughs> written. Oh dear. <laughs> Redden. Red. Yes. I shall read on. <laughs> Better this time, please. Chapter thirteen. <sighs> One to ten. The first beast. And I saw a beast rising out of the sea with ten horns and the seven heads, with ten diadems on its horns, and blasphemous names on its heads and the and the beast that i saw was like a leopard its feet were like a bear's and its mouth was like a lion's mouth and to it the dragon gave his power and his throne and a great authority one of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound but its mortal wound was healed and the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast and they worshiped the dragon for he had given his authority to the beast and they worshiped the beast saying who is like the beast and who can fight against it. And the beast was given a, a mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words. And it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling. That, uh, that is, those who dwell in heaven. Also, it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given it, given it over, was, and authority was given it over every tribe, and people and language and nation and all who dwell on the earth will worship it everyone whose name was not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the lamb who was slain if anyone has an ear let him hear if anyone who is to be taken captive to captivity he goes if anyone is to be slain with a sword with a sword sword must he be slain here is a call for the endurance of faith and faith of the saints Okay. What I find fascinating with that passage is like this that God is the skeleton. Like God's like and he was allowed to like I let him do this and I gave him authority. It's never the dragon took authority from God. It's never putting God in a rough spot. It's God in control of all of this, allowing it to happen for the completion of all things. Yes, I realised I was about to read on. The second beast <laughs> And I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns, like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercised all the authority of the first beast in its presence, and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose mortal wind was healed. It performed great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people, by the signs that it allowed to work in the presence of the beast. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on the earth telling them to make an image of, for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. 
and it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so the image of image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain also it caused all both great small and great both rich and poor both free and slave to be marked on the right hand on or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number or the number of its name uh, this ca- this calls for wisdom let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for the number of the beast is a man and the number is 666 another thing <gasps> another thing that I find uh, two things here another thing that I find interesting about that is um, there's no neutral ground there's no bystanders it's yes. everyone and I think and I, I think that's quite significant like even if you're not a believer in Christ then you're a believer in this said beast it's like ah no I'm not a satanic ritualist I don't believe in anything well then you're the beast like, it's just clear about that and the second thing did you see the little Nas thing um, who's been so he's a rapper and uh, basically like, this all comes into completion here he's a rapper and uh, he went into partnership with Nike with um, and his music video is basically Satan in hell having sex with him and then the new shoe that Nike has come out has the word has 666 all over it it's made with real human blood there's real human blood in this shoe and I'm not I'm not I'm not making this up like I can get it for you right now um there's it, blood in the shoe. There's blood in the shoe. So if I get you this here thing, right, I'm going to read it out to you. It's insanity. It is absolutely insanity. So, yeah. So this is Elijah Schaffer from um, Slightly Offensive. So woke up and found a rapper had sex with the devil in a music video and is now selling human blood shoes in a partnership with Nike. But it's still controversial to publicly follow the teachings of Jesus Christ and believe they're only two genders, blah, blah, blah. Then the same thing else. Look at this. So that's the music video. Right, right. It's completely satanic. Lil Nas X says children are his core audience right now, and that's okay, as he's having intercourse with the devil. And there's the shoe there. And this shoe has real components of human blood in it. It's got 666 on it. It's also got look 1018. And basically, that's the verse about trotting on scorpions and snakes, and you will not be hurt. But then it fails to read on. But yeah, and then there's the box it comes in. So, and you can look it up, just search up Lil Nas X um, Devil Shoes Partnership with Nike. Completely done with Nike. Okay, well, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, but like, it's just insane that that's like a thing that's allowed now. And it's exactly, it's just what you're saying here. There's, there are actually, like, as I was saying, there's no middle ground. Like, you don't, maybe you don't care for satanics and stuff, but it is everywhere. There's that rapper with big, huge company like Nike, and they're just openly mocking really serious things right now and it's 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 a disgrace but yeah continue okay so this second beast is like a false prophet kind of thing who's trying to point everyone towards the first beast Mm -hmm. and uh everyone who worships this beast will have a mark on their hand or forehead right and this is to do with thought and action okay and if you're talking about the number 666, the significance of that being 666, I I won't hold a lot of... I won't hold, hold, hold fast to 666 because in some transcripts, it's actually 616. And that could also be 666. 666. Can, can be calculated. It was um, 
same way if you like for like a, chi- a child's like um puzzle maybe you got like letters of the alphabet however mm-hmm. so in ancient times that sometimes this is how you would describe someone's name you know mm-hmm. um six six was like uh i think it's kind of been narrow but 616 is like narrow in greek or something like that the sixth letter of the alphabet is f is it f f f <gasps> f in chat i don't know <laughs> i don't know much about it but hebrew and greek is more complicated than english anyway mm. but um, uh so I'm not, I'm not i'm not i don't really care about the actual number 666 just think about the mark of the beast okay mm-hmm. it's just the mark of the beast. it's a mark what is a mark of the beast right it's something that's on your hands or your head your thought or your action this ties in with ideology so it does um and i will go into the start of my in- well, conclusion <laughs> the evidence is there now we begin the okay right here here meaning. we go this is gonna be a rough ride uh <laughs> so bible oh the first word i failed <laughs> babble yes tries You're to babbling. encompass all in this case nations okay and people and language this includes the fringes of chaos. Hold that thought. Okay. The beast has ten horns. Well, the dragon and the first beast. They have ten horns and seven heads. I did not read something. Hang on. It's <laughs> uh, alright. Almost there, almost there. Bear with, bear with. Oh, wait a minute. There's two things I didn't read. Ensure you've done your homework, Josh. Uh, And another angel, a third, followed them, saying, with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and its image, will receive the mark of its on his forehead or in his hand. He will also drink the wine of the god's wrath, poured full strength into the cup of the anger, and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night these worshippers of the beast and its image and whoever receives the marks of its name here is the call of the endurance of the saints those who keep the commands of God and their faith in Jesus and I hear heard a voice from uh, saying from heaven write this blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on blessed indeed says the spirit that they may rest from their labours for their deeds follow them and I have the one, epic final one, battle one more thing to read and then I will continue on you're going to have to, to, to summarise right. really briefly after this okay. <laughs> then I saw at the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within uh, within and what? written within and on the back sealed uh, the seven seals and I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals and no one in heaven or earth or under the earth I was able to open the scroll or to look upon it and I began to weep loudly because no one would find where they open the scroll or look into it and one of the elders said to me weep no more behold the lion of the tribe of Judah the root of David has conquered so that he may open the scroll and its seven seals and between this throne and the four living creatures and among the elders I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes and which are seven spirits of God uh, sent out into all the earth and he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne and when he had taken the scroll for the four living of the four living 
The four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And and they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you uh, to take the scroll and open the seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you are ransomed people for God. And every type and language and people and nation, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard around the throne, heard and I and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders of the voice, many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, "Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to to receive the power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing." And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honour and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the leader, and the elders fell down and worshipped. There we go. Right, okay. So just That's to summarise everything that Josh has said okay. for you listeners who have lost their minds. I'm going to summarise. So Josh, you started this podcast with... Big tar. Big guitar, earth to heaven, earth to heaven the the relationship between heaven and earth through man man's efforts efforts to achieve such a relationship, and there has been repeated patterns throughout the Bible of man's attempt to reach heaven, over and over again, and as we've seen, Anan, what you've just read is big tar. <laughs> I just said that. Okay, big right. man, big guitar, big man, uh, dragon. Big dragon. Big beast. Big beast. Big thing. Maybe smaller beast after that. Oh, maybe. Hmm. Image of beast. Seven. Lamb. Six. six Many six, eyes six. on the lamb. Sevens. Numbers. There we go. Scrolls and angels. Now we shall get into it. <laughs> Welcome to Revelation. <laughs> Babel tries to encompass all nations. This includes the fringes of chaos. The beast has ten horns and seven heads. The lamb has seven horns seven eyes and only one head whoa whoa why is this the beast slash babble slash a big nebuchadnezzar's statue uh, is an inversion of the pattern it's the antichrist in nature it does not have harmony with heaven and earth it is an outcast of heaven and a tyranny to earth it does not sacrifice itself for without which is below, like the lamb does. And it does... I will... Yes, yeah, sorry, it goes into this. And it uh, and it does not submit itself to which is above, which would be God. It wants to encompass all and to give it one name, the mark of the beast. It does not follow the harmony of unity and multiplicity. Hence the seven heads and one body. The seven heads are seven principles, but not submitted to what is above, while still competing for the one body. Do you understand that part? Yep. So they're conflicted. Mm -hmm. I'll have an example that I think is pretty cool. Okay, go. As if it were a leg of a chair, only it does not want to be just the leg of a chair, but the whole chair. It does not submit that which is above, which is the idea of a chair. It doesn't want to fit into that pattern. Or... The other way around. It is as if it is the whole chair. And instead of allowing the legs of a chair, or the back of a chair, or the base of a chair, it is only chair. It only wants one name. Mm -hmm. With no recognition of parts. 
no individuality. This is similar to ideology, ideological possession. Uh, no individuality. This is the tyranny I speak of. This is the essence of the Antichrist, the antithesis of love, which would be the proper relationship between heaven and earth. It's interesting that there is a sense of. So we talk about it. We we talk about it as a sort of you know as you say the leg of the chair, sort of like trying to conquer the rest of the chair to be the only chair. But then also it gives you sort of a sense of unity to unify the whole chair to be one chair, that kind of thing. So it talks also about nations as well. Yeah, and I. I'll give another example. Under one so nation. So we talk about, that's the antithesis of love. What is my definition of love? Love is the harmony between unity and multiplicity, heaven and earth, the submitting to that which is above you and sacrificing yourself to what is beneath you. Like a family unit can be seen as one unit, but we can also recognise the individuality of each part, each member, that make up the whole. It can't be done a better way. Uh... To not realise a family is made of of individuals and only to see the name is unloving. But to only see the individuals with no relation to each other, no rank, no respect or authority given to one's forefathers, it's also unloving. Unity between heaven and earth. Babel, uh, the uniting between heaven and earth. Babel, etc. highlights the antithesis to this pattern of love. Mm-hmm. Right there, it's both individualism and unity at the same time. Yeah, but it's the worst form of both. Mm-hmm. Right, individual to its extreme because it does not. It only wants to see itself, not what it's a part of, mm. and unity because it only sees itself and not what it has to serve, what's beneath it. That's almost like slavery, there. Yeah, it's tyranny. Mm-hmm. That's what I describe mm-hmm. as tyranny, mm-hmm. and and that's mad made but like ideologies. Ideologies are like broke, broken religions. They're dim to feel. Mm-hmm. Any ideology is is cannot succeed. Okay. Think of any ideology, <laughs> and what good has it actually really done in the end? Mm. And it possesses people as, as well. Yes, it, it, yes. It, I was just going to say the... where it's not people anymore. It's Okay, you're Pawns. this. You are this ideology. Like I said, uh, the chair doesn't want to see the parts of the chair. There's only a chair. Mm. You see, you just see chairs about. <laughs> it's sort of like it's you just see chairs and table, but you don't see legs. The room. You don't see the <laughs> chairs' legs. Sort of thing. Yeah, it's sort of like a chess game, I guess. Maintaining you are a pawn, you will only be a pawn, and I will usually like a pawn when, you know, that's that is tyranny, but in the bigger picture, it's also like. And because that you're the only pawn, you then complete the whole game as a chess game. As, you know, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to win, and I'm going to do everything I can to win. And I think that sort of sums up the whole plan of... Because I, I love, I obviously, you know, I love games, and this sort of... All that you've been saying sort of links to this giant match at the end, this big throwdown of good and evil. Yeah, because the thing about it in chess, right? Say there's a pawn. If a pawn started doing its own thing, that'd be a problem, wouldn't it? It would be a problem, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when it gets to the end of the board, it then could become whatever it wants. No, but I mean, if <laughs> if the if the black pawn did not uh, did not uh, submit itself to the black team, the the player who's say yeah, a third yeah, person, yeah. Like, oh, uh, I'll be a green. Let's play our chess. I'll be this pawn here, guys. Isn't that cool? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to trash in your uh, board game idea, Ben. But... <laughs> 
Um, I understand. But also, if all the pieces in the chessboard were the same, it wouldn't be as fun. It won't be as interesting. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I will... Why Why? Why did I want to talk about this, right? I want to expose this pattern. Did, 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 I, did I convey the relationship between these... You seemingly went through, extremely different ideas. You went through the Bible, the whole book. You went Genesis through Genesis to Revelation. to Revelation to show to show that there is a pattern of mankind striving to replace God or striving to reach heaven, not for the sake of peace, but for the sake of being like heaven. To say we can get to heaven on our own. Yeah, but it never works. It never works because there's always a bigger there's always a bigger fish, and that fish is God. So this is what I've written here. Mm-hmm. Learn the pattern to recognize it and flee from it. Aim for the unity between heaven and earth. Don't be... <laughs> this is going to be strange. Don't be... Okay. Do not be what you are not. Be what you are. Like the Lord is what he is. The great I am who I am. Be a Christian. Thought and action <laughs> as one. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Likewise, we should be on earth as we are in heaven in Christ. Mm unity of heaven and earth in harmony aim for love yeah i think i think my conclusion something that is very profound there what you've just said is you know be if you if you if you see these patterns through the bible you will see it in real life you will see what's unholy and what is holy and you you've you've closed that i just want to it does seem like doom and gloom that humanity itself is like always trying to better and and it is yeah but um i just want to read uh quickly because at the very start of this i just want to remind people that there's a way to escape the beast there's a way to escape the tyranny that you're describing and this is ephesians 1 verse 3 blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us in christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places even as he chooses us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through jesus christ according to the purposes of his will to the praise of his glorious grace which he has blessed us in the beloved in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose which he set forth in christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him things in heaven and things on earth in him we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purposes of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will so that we might so that we who were for the first to hope in Christ might be the pra- might be to the praise of his glory in him you also when you heard the word of the truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him were sealed with the promised holy spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory now i think this is super fine and i think it ties up very nicely what you've been saying we're talking about this sort of overarching scary sort of cosmological power that is going to pull us both directions it's going to pull us in a way as that's not heavenly but under the guise of saying this will make you more heavenly and then the, the creator of the universe who actually is of heaven and it's opposite tactics that lead to the result that the other side want to have and what do i mean by that 
the tactics of Satan, the tactics of the evil one, is, as you've said, this building of something man-made to try and replace God, and it works. We see that it works in every day. We see that things are always pulling people. It's the whole reason why people do not believe. Whereas God does a completely opposite thing. God gives us a foothold. God gives us everything. God has already built everything for us. All we simply need to do is, as it said in Ephesians there, to believe and that we will be accepted according to his grace, that we will be in, that we have inherited that unity that the beast can only dream of having. Because what does the beast want? The beast wants unity of all people to himself. But God, God will never allow that to happen. He allows it to happen to discern the goats and the sheep, the, the follower of him and the followers of the evil one. But that that Ephesians one, like that is one of the most amazing passages because it talks about our, the love of God and the inheritance that we have and that we are secure and safe in the name of God. We are chosen to display such... It gets to the point where we're happy enough to be upon in God's greater works because the moment, like... This, this is a wild thing, right? Christians are immortal until the job that we have that god has set for us is done like christians will not die until they've fulfilled the plan that god has set for them like and that's pretty insane and that gives me lots of hope and confidence and i think just in wrapping this up we've said a bunch of scary things about the reality of like i guess a spiritual reality that actually there are evil forces in place that are pretty nasty and they're not just the you know the the crimes of the world like theft and uh, tyranny and um, dictatorship it's actually a lot more tempting a lot more inviting than that but what ephesians there says is that through jesus christ and through belief we are adopted as sons we are to be um separate uh, first of all from the world so that the world can then unify with heaven and there will be forever joy, forever peace, and there will never again be a reason for man to try and build themselves up to be God. And I think that is the key difference when you when we when we do combat these scary verses. There's always a there's always a very very there's always a hope there in Jesus Christ and love of God, so that. And it just it baffles me how opposite it is. You have strength and tyranny and and um, and, 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 and nations uniting to, to, to replace God and then the complete opposite happens with God. He sends his son to die for us so that we may be humble and have humility to follow that. And through that, we get our armor. Through that, we get our sword. Through that, we become armed to face whatever battle Satan throws at us. And so it allows us to recognize evil as you said if you if we understand the passages or the, the the sorry the patterns in god's word we can then foresee we can then see it in the real world but then i guess that leads us all the more it makes us all the more thankful for obviously the gift that is jesus christ but i'm going to throw a spanner <laughs> in the works and just read this one last verse which is really honestly quite terrifying so this is from matthew 10 34 this is Jesus talking. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. 
Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Now th- which ties in which you're not setting your, your sights high enough. Exactly. This is the this is the key this is the key difference I think between good and evil, right? Evil is so tempting, you know, you feel good by doing it, you, you know, you, you you sort of have this idea of completion when you do good things out of the willingness of your sort of own heart and that's what makes it so tempting and terrifying to, and really, really hard to recognise, it's camouflaged with goodness. Whereas with good, it's completely against man's desires, you know, this is, this is just sort of debunks the whole idea that the Christianity is man-made, like why would a bunch of people put together a religion that goes against all of man's desires it just doesn't make sense um but everything that we want to do god is like i know you're going to be tempted to do these things but there is a gift that i have for you that you can endure and when you need to recognize that i'm not here for peace i'm not here to make sure everyone's happy and that's definitely a problem with modern christianity these days we're making we're making christianity look inviting and wholesome and popular it's the popular thing to do when when the reality is real like biblical based christianity is a responsibility that we all have that yes we can take joy in it but it's so hard but it's verses like ephesians 1 that certainly keeps me going and definitely combats with the scariness of what's going to happen these other towers of babel <laughs> that are being built sort of everywhere we can recognize that and we can trust in god that everything will be okay because we have that undying and unrelenting love and grace of god and i think that's the key thing to combat such such evil i want to talk about a few things before we finish um this i talk about the antichrist right the inversion of the pattern but you can't invert a pattern without relating back to the pattern mm. which is interesting do you not think mm. right he doesn't and all of the antichrist anything that's absolutely antichrist has there's still even even through that they're pointing to jesus somehow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. through all of that um what else was i gonna say yeah think about just everyday terms right S- say you've you thought say your your tower babble was this um right i'll have these this i'll have a family I'll, I'll meet someone i'll have a family i'll have this job happy days mm-hmm. it's a good good plan right mm-hmm. But in the end, it's from your own making. It's man-made, okay? And I've talked about ma- big, massive skills, like ideology, but also in this individual, everyday life, you're not avoiding it kind of st- skill. Because mm-hmm. many of the people, they reach that, they get the the job they want, they get the promotion they want, they get the family, and they're like, well, I'm depressed now. <laughs> I'm utterly depressed. I've got it. Why am I not happy? Why am I not complete? Why are we not satisfied? Because your your sights are not high enough. And when you're saying Christians live forever until God's plan is completed, mm-hmm. the Christian story always exists. Mm-hmm. It's 
even in its opposite, it stated again. This is why I really felt like calling to talk about Jonah. Because mm-hmm. everyone I've asked that talked about this, this about, um, there's an uneasy, uneasiness, right? It's just like things aren't right. Mm-hmm. And there's been increases of people saying, right, well, I think the end, the world, the, the end is near, right? The rapture, or whatever. Mm. Okay. You see those videos, they're more frequent. Yeah. Which is strange. I assume they're feeling the same way. It's uneasiness. It's like incompleteness. Like, what's. What's going to happen? Yeah. And. And end of the world or not, it's the same. The signs are the same. And the outcome is. Has it, has it, oh no. Has it been recording the whole time? Are we okay? Okay, right, we... Sorry, my, my laptop is shut down. <laughs> okay, so I just... The last thing it captured was there's uneasiness. People think the rapture is near. Right? Okay, so okay. that's alright, that's okay. What was I talking about? No, it's alright, I can, I can, I'm sure, okay. I'm sure I can sum it up here. So, um... Battling the sort of the best way to um, talk about the spiritual battles that are happening is to obviously look at the patterns that you were talking about, Tower of Babel. Yes, Dan- I, I interrupted you at this point. <laughs> um, pattern. Da- pattern, okay, yes. yes. What is a pattern? Pattern, I need to speak the mic. Pattern is a thing that repeats itself, it yeah. reinstates itself over and over again. I didn't talk about the Antichrist, I didn't record did it. Well, no, it's fine. I mean,. <laughs> So a pattern one two one two one two backwards is still one two one two one two, and I think we need to find hope as Christians because a lot of Christians are saying this is the end times, and we can recognize that yeah, but like it's been happening since the beginning of the world. We have these rise and falls, rise and falls. It doesn't matter if this is the end times or the end times are going to happen in a thousand years' time, right? There's still going to be a rise. There's still going to be that hope, and that hope is only in Jesus Christ that gives us this preparation to talk about things like this. So why we could do the, why we do what we do is because we think it's fulfilling the plan that Jesus Christ has for us. So when we do talk about these sort of patterns, we are both like we're okay. I think all right. I'm gonna just say stuff because I'm pretty sure I didn't record some of the stuff. Okay. So I talked about Antichrist a few times in this. Okay, and. Yeah, the, in the clues of the name, Antichrist. There cannot be an Antichrist if the thing is is opposing Antichrist. That's his that's the thing it's based its identity on. Okay. Mm. So in a way, everything that even even all this Antichrist stuff, right, and imagery in the Bible, right, Genesis or Revelation, like it reinstates. It's an inversion. It's a reinst. If it's an inversion of the pattern, it's still part of the pattern. It's still pointing towards what the pattern is, because it's only a, it's a mirror image of it, right? You can have a mirror image of something that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So, in a weird way, the idea of the Antichrist does point to Christ. And do you want to continue on? Yes. So, as you say, the Antichrist obviously points to Christ because the word Christ is there. So we're obviously like, well, who is Christ? Like, <laughs> it makes sense and I, I think one of the most profound things about being a christian that i find is yes we follow this pattern where you live in this pattern but the only way to discover the pattern is to zoom out and actually notice it loads of people don't notice patterns because they're in it you know you don't you don't see the pattern 
Like cause the only reason we see here's patterns is because we're looking here's the upon thing about it. The pattern, right? It's not just a pattern. It's a fractal pattern. Mm. Okay, you zoom in and zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. Right? There's revelation. It's this like super, super zoomed out, more than the human mind can actually really fathom. Mm-hmm. It's just on the brink of understanding. It, this okay? is why, yes, because it was all visions shown to John. It wasn't John writing <laughs> these down. John not understand. It was. It was on, God right? going, John. If you really want to know my plans. Oh, watch this and John was like ah like because yeah. he broke down like a few times and it fell to his here, face so what did I what did I outline here right? I, I, revelation part this is like a super cosmic pattern Babel it's a more smaller it's a smaller example of pattern mm-hmm. it's in the mm-hmm. community scale right the people scale okay mm-hmm. and I can go right down to everyday life scale okay and I'm going to give my example I gave last time <laughs> Um, many people, many people, they they work, they have an idea, or they have their own little Tara Babel, as I I could call it, mm-hmm. and they bet I'll have this family, I'll have this job. They feel like they're doing good. This is their goal. I'll have this job, I'll have this family, and I'll be a successful person. Good plan, right? Mm-hmm. And but they get there. This is this is a common occurrence. This happens all the time. They get there. And they're utterly depressed because what else? They've reached their goal. Now what? What happens next? Right, depression, mm. meaning meaningless life, unsatisfactory. Yeah. Okay. And this is because, as outlined throughout Babel, the their, their sight was not set high enough because they they cannot set their sights high enough because mm. they're not they don't see far enough. To, s- to set their sights high enough so they always fall short and this is this is why this is why ideology will, will pass right like nations will pass you know everything will pass people will pass but the, the pattern does not pass the pattern mm, reinstates itself remains, over stays. and over again it's inversion reason states itself mm-hmm. the whole reason the reason I did I wanted I had calling to do the the Jonah episodes and this episode as well is that end of the world or not as people seem to think it's always the end of the world in some way but it's a it's part of the pattern okay there's flips in part of the pattern we go up the mountain we go down the mountain you get sold by the fish okay and this is evident throughout all how, no matter how big your lens is how you how small your lens is or how worried you are it's going to end on the individual scale and on the massive cosmological things considered scale it's the same pattern okay I think I'm confident why, in that this is how many times have I told you it's the same pattern Ben look it's, been, it's the same pattern it's the same story look, this one and this one it's the same pattern this one and this one as well. a hero this- story a moment in time where the hero has a challenge to overcome same way as everything in the bible you know, and this is why, as you well, said, it's more complicated than that. Oh well, yeah, but like in its basic form, the pattern is rise and fall, rise and fall, rise yes, and fall, rise, rise and, and fall. fall. Even rather. if the fall that we're in right now, if we are in a fall that is right now, the rise, if it is, if it is the rapture, if it is the calling home of all Christians, and the judgment day happens, it still follows the pattern. It's still like another rise. But then, like you're like, well, what, what happens after that? Is there going to be a fall in heaven? Absolutely not, because we're promised that this nightmare is going to end with the hope of Jesus Christ. That's the thing. 
we are chosen to escape and to live and joyfully as we want, as we are freely in the presence and the love of our Father in heaven. And this is, I think this is the key. Uh, this is why Christianity is not a joke. This is why any of this is not, like, it's so flipping serious. It's so real. Why do people not care? Because they feel like they're doing fine already on their own. They feel like they're doing okay. But C.S. Lewis, what you talked about satisfaction and how that people are depression. C.S. Lewis says, if nothing in this world can satisfy us, then clearly we were made for a different world. Now, I don't know what's more torturous. Like, my idea of sort of hell, right, is because hell is not where evil is. Hell is where evil goes to be destroyed, you know? Like, the evil is in Earth. You know, Satan's not in hell. The devil's not in hell. Like, he's going to go to hell. The rest is with the people who are going, unfortunately. Like, and this is this is, this is the scary thing. Where was I going with this? <laughs> um, I think I, that makes it more terrifying. Like, could you imagine an eternity of unsatisfaction? Because that's what... Because in heaven is satisfaction. I think we should talk about heaven and hell. Uh, another episode, another yeah. Episode. My, I have, an, I have, a, I have a, I have a topic coming up about eternity, and that'll be, Hell it will be in that. Very interesting. I, I believe it's very interesting. It's very interesting, and so is heaven. Heaven's the best thing to think Describe about. Describe hell. Interesting. Inter- quite interesting. Quite interesting. Well, for us, it's quite interesting. <laughs> right. I think. If I, I just, just have to say one last thing. Like the hope. Hope is in Jesus Christ. Believe it. It's a very long episode. The hope is in Jesus Christ. We should just call this episode Marathon, but hope is in Jesus Christ. If you believe in Jesus Christ, he will give you the sight. He says, knock and the door will open. Seek me and you will find. Once you have the knowledge, once you are a Christian, you will understand the podcast of ACT. <laughs> you will get it. You will grasp it. And I believe that you will fully understand the gravity of the situation. But also because of Jesus, he says that we have to bear our cross, but also at the end of it, how much more will the pain be alleviated because of it? Okay, well, as actual wrapping words, uh, wrapping words, <laughs> wrapping up, um, my final words would be: um, set your set your aim to the highest thing, not in your not in your ability, but in the, the go high. beyond, go further. Aim for the pattern which does not cease, mm-hmm. and you will live forever. Mm-hmm is what Christianity is about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. Like, for love. Yes. So, thank you so much for thank listening. Thank you for tuning in to this Aim for love. If you're new, we're sorry. <laughs> that was a marathon of an episode, but we enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that. Um, thank you so much if you listened this long. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.